We need to vote. Last election, everybody took it as a joke. Even me, I'm not even gonna front because I thought, man, that person ain't gonna win. And look where we at now. We need to vote so we can change our community. We need somebody that's gonna represent us, that's gonna protect us, not put us right. with beef with everybody else. We don't need somebody that's gonna be arguing with ball players. Matter of fact, let, I'm gonna let this woman tell it. I'm gonna let this woman tell it better. I'm gonna let her tell it better. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. No, you want speed because you don't want anybody to go into detail. That is not the same thing as a witch hunt. You don't want anybody to go into detail, and you know that when these midterms come, it's about to, it's about to be on because people are sick of your shit. Right. All of y'all. Not just his, but everyone's. Everyone's, everyone's. All right, you ready? Yeah, girl. You sure? Yeah. I feel like we haven't done this in a really long time. I know. It feels like I'm out of practice. Or something. Well, I don't know. But if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. I mean, I ain't never had a practice talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Facts. So, <laughs> I'm going to chill or whatever. Your shirt, cute. Oh, my underwear, too. Yep. I like, wore I mine wanna... the other night to a birthday party. I want to go back. I feel like I got cheated out of outfits. That's okay. It, like Ami said, in a few months, we will be going to a Beyonce concert. It's all good. I better be going to a Destiny's Child reunion concert. I have no doubt that that is in our future as well. After Latoya has her baby though, because I need Latoya to sing sing me a few hits. Because Latoya got some hits. A- absolutely. So I need to have a little Latoya oh, breakdown. Oh yeah, because then everybody can do their own stuff. Yes. I mean, except for Latoya. And Farrah, because she's and home Farrah. with her luggage. <laughs> she is at home with her luggage. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just telling you where the girl is at. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. This is episode 36 <laughs> of the Culture Shock Podcast. I'm a girl named Tiffany. I'm Courtney B. It's been a while since we had a chance to talk to you guys, so I'm so glad to be with you today. B, how you been? How was your weekend? Busy. Tell me about it. Well, I can't tell everything, but I just have some exciting news coming down the pipe. I love it. So I've just been busy trying to get my life together because I didn't realize that I mean we got some major events coming up in like 19 days. Uh-huh. Homecoming. I mean Listen. It just back to back. Flew up to on back. me. I'm like, not ready. What happened to the month of September? It Gone. Bleeding. Gone. <laughs> so um yeah, I've just been running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but it's been productive. Very productive. I like it. What about you? Not so productive. You have Okay, and maybe I have. I don't know. I don't know. I won't know until I sit down and assess. Um, I did have a good weekend. First of all, I have so many. I want to make this quick, but I have so many people that I really want to recognize on this episode. 
Um, first of all, today, by the time you guys hear this, of course, it'll be October the 2nd, but today is October the 1st. My sister, my little sister's birthday is today, so shout out to you. Yay, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Gabbers. Um, on Saturday, I, I took a road trip with my cousin this weekend um, to Georgia, and I had an opportunity to go to the uh, see the founders of God is Dope, check mm-hmm. out their Airbnb um, they talked to, you know, us a lot about, you know, marketing and just really dropping a lot of nuggets, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I have discussed this. We even talked about it a little bit today. Sometimes people are really scared to share their journey or don't want to share um, what they have, the information, the things that they did right, the things that they're doing wrong so that you don't make the same mistakes. But when I tell you um, these guys were super open, super welcoming um, and we really left the house like with a very positive vibe. There are a lot of entrepreneurs in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a guy from Detroit who actually says that he has heard um, of our show before. So I thought that was are really, you serious? really dope. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, there were two people. And I'm going to try to remember which ones <laughs> they were. But uh, <laughs> don't do it. We back up. No, out you ain't. We're the morning mall. <laughs> Every day is what I have to deal with. Oh my goodness. Um but shout out to Travis who has um spiritual sports socks. He was dope. Um there's a dude named Adam that I ran into and he has a podcast called Vibes and Views. Really dope. He also had a brand called DDE. It's uh, Dreams Don't Expire. And for some reason, like that really stuck with me. He gave out shirts. I thought that was really nice. A guy from um, New York named Marcus, it was his birthday. He came down with his friend, is, and he's getting ready to start an entrepreneurial project. And so mm-hmm. just came for the energy, and he was, like, really live. A girl named Nikki, who is significantly younger than I am, um, but she's got this brand called One Mission. Jordan, who is from South Carolina, who I would like to partner with actually on a project, uh, has racism die. So a lot of people there were um, had like merch, you know what I'm saying? And for me, you know, I have the podcast, but a lot of the things that we talked about and learned were really transferable. Um, I don't know. I I think the girl that was there, her name was Candace. She was from Alabama. Her Mm -hmm. spirit was so sweet. I... I mean, she just really came for the energy as well. But when I tell you, she was basically prophesying with her energy. I don't know if that makes sense, but I was just so fortunate to be in her presence. Um, and I, I know I've, you know, I'm leaving people out. There was a girl named Sharon who does, uh, who's from Augusta, Georgia, and she had a shirt on that said "Pain," like Pain College is where she went was my Hillman or is my Hillman. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense for all of us who have gone to HBCUs. Um, but yeah, Sharad Simpson and Jay Bruzal, um, who are the founder and the president of God is Dope, really treated us like we were family when we were in their environment. And I know that you've met them before as mm-hmm. well. So Did y'all have chicken and waffles? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now with hot sauce Woo, and honey. Listen. Oh, was... Felipe, Felipe. Yes. He's so sweet, He's so right? sweet, yes. Really took care of us, oh cleaned gosh. up after everybody. I was trying to move stuff. He was like, I got it. Yeah, he's very, very sweet. And yeah. um, we follow each other on Instagram. And I'm, he's always like, I need help. And I'm like, man, if I was in Atlanta, I would be down there helping you. Listen. Like, he's just so sweet. Everybody was so sweet. That It was just an awesome experience, right? Truly. It was fun. Like, I really enjoyed myself. I want to go back. You know what? The guy, Me too. 
Um, and, and I may just do that. The guy that had heard of our show, his name is uh, Trinell. I can't believe, like, I cannot believe It this. was from Chicago. He was from Chicago because he's got a brand called Duck and Bad Vibes. Mm-hmm. Dope. I can't wait to support him. So, um, yeah. There's that. Came back to Charlotte immediately. Jumped into... I don't even know if I, like, changed my clothes when I came back on Sunday. But I went out to um, a Vibe Call Fresh here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I seen that, but I was... Girl, I was... Busy. <laughs> Busy. And that's okay. Um, <laughs> All I can do is have a deep side. Exactly. But a lot of... Vendors were out there, mm-hmm. politicians, judges up for re-election were out there, um, and they had a panel discussion on why black people need to buy housing in the inner city. They talked about gentrification, yeah. they talked about the whys, what to do, what not to do, where to look, and then they had a lot of free assistance out there. So I know this is the second year that they've done it, and I can't wait to attend, maybe as a vendor next shoot, maybe as a host next year. Like, I like going to, like, you know, like, these little upscale neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, little houses, but I just think it's something about, like, even where I live, like, it's something about being in a real neighborhood. neighborhood. That's so true. Not a manufactured, you know, like, subdivision of just everybody's right there, everything is the same. Like, it, it's just a different feel when you actually live in a I neighborhood, agree. your house isn't like anybody else's. You can do what you want. You don't have to worry about any homeowners association. I like agree. you can grow in that home and then mm-hmm. you know leave and and it still has character. I mean, I want to buy. I want to buy. I want to be in a black neighborhood. Same. <laughs> like, I I do. Like I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that things don't go on, but things go on everywhere. Um, but I I just feel like that is that's why we're in this situation with gentrification is because everybody gets what they're going to get and then they leave their neighborhood mm-hmm. and and then it, it the prices go so cheap and then we get bought out and then we complain but it's like we can't complain about people buying us out when we are not there anyway we left right so you can't get upset about it's it it's funny that um I heard a story yesterday, um, Lawana Mayfield, who is on the city council here in Charlotte, she told a story about a gentleman whose mother passed away, and they came and asked him for his home. They sold, He sold the home for $200,000, which I totally agree with this. If you come to me and ask me, can you sell, can you buy my home for $200,000, I already know it's worth more yeah, than that. You, no, you're not. No, if that's the, what you're offering right. me. You can offer me more, and you're going to offer me more if you want it. Right. So I can't remember what the price of the home is now, but it's like only like two or three years later, mm-hmm. and it's more than double mm-hmm. $200,000, and this person who sold the home is like hopping from couch to couch with the, with his different family members, and so they talked about the conversation that we need to be having with because they try to bully the elderly. I think about my grandparents oh, yeah. a lot, like we need to be having these conversations with our friends, our family members about not selling like whenever they come, because they're going to come with a smile. They're going to come and be really nice. They're going to come more than once. The answer is no, Mm -hmm. especially if you don't have somewhere else to go. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you know, a a better plan and you don't already own real estate somewhere else. So because then you're going to like, especially if your home is already paid for, like some of the elderly people or older people have been 30, 40 years. Why would you sell your home and then have to go somewhere else and get a mortgage? That makes absolutely no sense. Right. 
Because that money is going to go away because you're going to have to get another home. You you may have to furnish it because your furniture may not fit in there. Correct. Like, it's no, just keep your home and let them get on up towards the millions and right. then you can think about it. Exactly. <laughs> I'll think about it. because and that's only if you don't have any posterity to give it to. Right. Because if I do, and especially if I've worked hard and paid for this house. Yep. Because here. here's the thing. What they're not making more of is land. Mm-mm. Okay? And so if you got some property, you might want to lock that down forever, if not an extremely long time. But that's just my my two cents about it. So every week on the show, we give you guys the good, bad, and indifferent. We let you know what's going on in the world, what's going on in the news. We tell you how we feel about it. You don't have to agree. And that's okay. So B. You. What's been happening this week that um, was important to you or affected you? Um, one thing that really it didn't uh, the actual um, I guess I want to say the the case or the the controversy itself didn't affect me, but just the I don't want to say ignorance, but just the double standard of everything especially from black men and women just really affected me. And that is the Bill Cosby case. Okay. Let's talk about that. Cause I don't know if we have a difference of opinion, but I definitely feel passionate about something surrounding this subject. Go. Um, I, I just, I just think that we have to differentiate between a character and a person. Okay. Um, because while I feel like I love Cliff, I don't know Bill Cosby from a can of paint, to be honest. Um, so just the fact that it goes from, you know, well, what about Weinstein and what about, but, but let's just keep this in the the timeline of things. This case with Bill Cosby did not start yesterday. Right. This woman has publicly um, alleged these things since 2004. Right. <laughs> so. And here we are in 2018. 14 years later. Right. So these things don't happen overnight. And everybody wants to what about, what about, what about? Well, what about R. Kelly? What, what, what about us? Because these things go on in our community too. So I just kind of feel like we have this thing where if someone we feel has giving up, uh, giving, I can't even tell, has given giving. good works or, you know, um, has a strong legacy, that that deems them um, incapable of doing any wrong or receiving punishment for their wrongs. Um, and just, I made a comment um, and I was just like, well, Somebody had posted something, and it was this picture of Bill Cosby with all these white women hanging off of him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, these look like willing participants. And I'm like, this is just so troubling because you don't know who these women are in this picture. These may not be some of the women that accused him. That's the first thing. Number two, there were black women that accused him, too. Thank you. That's something (laughs) that I had to get somebody straight on this weekend. Like, I saw a couple black women... On to, like a thank you. Beverly Johnson is a thank supermodel. you. I was just okay? getting ready to say that. And Lisa Bonet never accused him of anything, but she has gone on record saying he that he made her feel uncomfortable. uncomfortable. 
And and someone asked her about everything that was going on, and she said, well, I don't want to say I told you so. Those were her exact words. Right. So, um, and that's not to say that these, because they're not the ones who accused him exactly right, and was either. convicted of, but I just don't understand how someone can be, because I was basically attacked. Like, I had to start blocking people. Yeah. Um, why, why are we so quick to attack people who feel like you do what you do, you get what you get, when he said that he, he admitted to it? It's so funny because I saw a lot of <laughs> people online, like, really, like, especially men, really upset. And I said, you do know that he did say that he actually did do it. Men and women. And they were like, oh, he did? Like, you literally don't even know, yes. you know, the nuances of the entire case uh, on how he ended up in jail. And yet... You're ready to defend him calling, you know, women all kinds of bitches and hoes and, you know, y'all this and y'all that on the Internet. Right. And I, I like I told somebody this weekend, like sometimes you really got to take the star power out of it and think about like things that go on in our community. And then it was like, oh, yeah, because those things have had my things. are My, my thing time. is like if it's happened to you, then how can you rightly stand up and be like, oh, no, it can't be him or it can't be. think about the person who violated you mm-hmm. if, if it has happened to you once or, or 12 times or however many times think about the person that has violated you especially if you didn't say anything think about why you didn't say anything now multiply that times a million, a million. when um, it comes to someone with as much star power as bill cosby had that has those were some of the the issues and and then um one thing that I thought was interesting was because you know Andrea Constant, she had already won a civil suit against him, uh-huh. and then they went to the criminal trial, which she had you know other women had come out and agreed to be witnesses, right? Whatever. Um, but one of the jurors in this trial, because he was actually convicted of three felony accounts of indecent um, assault um, in the case involving Andrea Constant and two other women, mm-hmm. but one of the jurors said they asked him what what was different this time? Like, what What do you think changed it? And the man said, Bill Cosby. Because he admitted to giving these women quaaludes and then having sex with them while they were out of it. He was right. like, I mean, I don't know. How, how? What else? It, he... it doesn't get any plainer than right. that. Right. So I'm like, everybody thinks it's this, you know, even knowing I love her, dearest Felicia, Felicia Rashad, Rashad said it's just an attack on his legacy. Like, ma'am, no, no, no. And she did say that, though, <sighs> before... He admitted to it, but still, like, there was never any retraction, no, you know, she just kind of got quiet again. Everything is not, and and then what's so funny is, um, back in, I think it was either 2004, 2005, Bill had this notorious pound cake speech where he made this anecdote about pound cake, and he basically went in on the black community saying that we, it's no longer about racism, it's not this, it's not that. Right. But then when you get in trouble, you this is what you want to throw around, talking about defamation and uh, violating civil rights, and it's right. because you, but you just said that we don't need to worry about that, Bill. Because you, because you, he is a Kanye type Negro. Like once you like get you've to arrived, exactly. and so then you forget the plight of other Black people. Exactly. I'm not Black. I'm OJ. That was that was the moment he was having. Yeah. Um, but I want to get back to why I was attacked. I was attacked because all I said was, Bill been married since 1964, mm-hmm. and when was all this going on? When was all this going on? Because if you would have had your black ass where you At were supposed to be, 
we wouldn't even be having these issues, okay? Because people want to say, well, why would you go to a room with a married man? Why would a married man, man go, be... Go, okay. I'm with you. But that's been my argument about just men in general. Ever since I was a teenager, I would be like, people want to always fault the woman. I'm, I'm faulting both. I mean, not with regards to like sexual assault. But when it comes to infidelity, people are like, oh, you know, well, I'm not the one who made the vows. Like, yes, no, but you're helping to break them. And someday you may want to be married and you won't want this to happen Now, to they're you. guilty too. But, but at the end of the day, right. Bill took those vows to Camille. I agree. Bill took those vows to Camille, and you know it's just—it's just, it's I, just that's crazy. Who I feel for. The amount of sympathy. I mean, because it, it, at the end of the day, it just boils down to what's right and what's wrong. Right. And Bill admitted to this stuff, so why should I feel like he shouldn't go to jail, but Brett Kavanaugh should be, you know, burned at the stake? Like, no. If y'all, if if allegedly, if those um, allegations turn out to be true. He deserved what he gonna right. get too. And criminal like, charges need to be filed against every person that we're talking about. That has not happened either with every person that we're discussing. People have come out and said this happened to me and this person did that to me, but everybody's not filing the same way that they filed no. with him. And one thing that I think is very is is very telling about Andrea Constant, and I want to say these last two things, and then you know, right. if you don't have anything to add, we can move on. But one thing. She tried to do the criminal case first, yeah. but the DA would not prosecute because it's Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby right. So then she went and did a civil suit and won. So my thing is, clearly, if the, if the civil suit, she won, there was some evidence there that something happened. Yes. But at that time, he only said that he gave her a Benadryl. Why would, he, why would you give me a Benadryl? Anyway... So my thing is, people want to say it's about his legacy it's because he got money. If she, if it was about money for me and I won three point something million dollars. Then you would go away. She kept going because it emboldened everybody else to be like, oh yeah, he, that's right. what he does. So that's why I'm just like, I feel like that's what gives her more credibility because of that. Because she could have just, if it was about the money, she could have just stopped. Right. She had already won. That's that. And then two, people keep commenting on, well, isn't she a, is she a lesbian? She looks this way. What does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? I'm so sleep on that. Like lesbians. What does it matter? Or, or gay people don't get assaulted. Like. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And black people, black men and black women. We gotta do better. Because really, <laughs> really, it's not just black men. It is black women too that I have yes. to combat all the time. And I don't know if it's just conditioning that has gotten them to that point. But I'm looking at them like, you're a woman. Like, I know that even if you haven't been assaulted, like, you understand. Yeah. And every and especially the guys, like, you know, it, it's... Or even the girls. If it's somebody, like, random or somebody that you don't know or that you don't have... You don't feel some type of connection to or something it's like oh yeah you know lock him up until it's your friend or your homeboy or, or your, your uncle, uncle or, or your, your daddy brother. or your pastor then it's the woman's fault girl so i mean you, you that's a mouthful okay you can't be doing like you you gotta be on the right side right you you gotta be on the right side with this one and if bill admitted to it i'll see you in three to ten bill who are we yes yeah, so he did get three to ten 250k and the cost of prosecution yes for both cases yes. the mistrial and this case you know so 
I um yeah, it was just it was just startling how much flack I was getting for and I'm a, and that's what my comment said was he was married to but he'd been married to Camille since sixty four. And then I said uh C in three ten uh Cliff. That's yeah. all I said. Girl right. I got attacked. I'm like, y'all are really y'all people, like, I'm the one who people are really drugged. People are sensitive about their icons, so you Man, know boo. we're gonna let them have it because Bill is getting his day. So all I know is Janet better not do nothing. Or we're gonna have <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> Janet Courtney now be listen, silly. Don't be doing nothing because I'm gonna have to argue with these people even if you're wrong, okay? No, just <laughs> please don't. I'm just joking. What so, else you got? I don't know. Uh, a couple things happened. Um, quick shout out to Lil Duval who had the number one song in the country. He made a couple jokes about his age and the fact that he has the number one song in the country. He's like in his 40s, like 41. Big old age. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but that, I mean, I saw a lot of cute posts, a lot of congratulations. So that was nice. Um, I don't know what you want to hit next. You want to hit Kanye or... Go ahead and hit Kanye because... Okay, let's make this, this right quick because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm sick of it. N- no, but I don't. Let's not get it twisted. I do feel a way about Kanye. I, he, he's not mine. That's so funny because I defend the fact that I have a love for Kanye's music when I was in college does not mean I'm an advocate for anything that he does right now. I'm just saying I have some empathy with feelings and emotions and health. I, I, I'm not an advocate for any of these shenanigans. <laughs> And I, as soon as I saw this, these these antics, you know, so if you guys haven't seen, he's put back on the MAGA hat, the Make America Great Again hat. He was um, on Saturday Night Live this past Saturday. And it's so funny because, of course, he had one of his famous Kanye rants and the network cut it. But it was Chris Rock that was in the audience who recorded it. And so I don't really have much to say about it other than. I know in Chicago this morning when they had to get on the air and talk about Kanye and this MAGA hat and advocating for Trump again, they were probably sick. Because he just did all that crying and that recanting and the apologizing on their show. And uh, here we are again. But I'm not surprised. I don't feel a way when people say anything about it like, B is just shaking her head, y'all. I just feel like it's a ploy. To get people to listen to his next project? That. Um, I think he really thinks that he wants to run for president. Because <laughs> that's what he said on SNL. Well, that's and not the first time he said that, though. It's not, but combined with the fact that his wife is buddying, buddy buddying up to Trump with quote-unquote prison reform which nothing has been reformed that mm-hmm. he just pardoned someone that probably should have been, been gotten pardoned, anyway right. um and then he mentioned the <laughs> abolishing the 13th amendment which that's the amendment that <laughs> abolished slavery um but i'm guessing he's trying to kind of slide that in with like the 13th um well the 13 doc that ava duvernay did yeah. about you know um it does say that you can have slaves as a form of punishment. Then be specific on that issue yes, then. But this is my only issue. I feel like that I have enough good judgment to not really believe anything that Kanye says. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he does a detriment to to just people in general. Not even black people. Because at this point I feel like Kanye has more 
young white fans than he does black fans. Mm -hmm. But for you to go on radio and say that you don't read and that you have never voted, but to then come out so strongly on a political stance when you don't really even actively participate in anything to do with politics, you I just feel need like to be quiet. Yes, I feel like it is misleading. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's detrimental. And I feel like he, in a sense, is uses, using his influence to play on people's lives because at the end of the day, the people who actually vote, the people who actually read books, the people who actually go back and look in history books and research for ourselves, it does us a detriment when you have people that look up to you that do none of that and say, oh, well, Kanye doesn't read, he doesn't vote, I'm not either, but then I got Grandma Sue and Grandpa Frank over here that don't have health care or they Medicare and Medicaid getting cut. And, because, and you're upset about exactly. it. Exactly. So I just feel like it is irrespons he's irresponsible, mm -hmm. he's self-serving, and to be honest, I feel like he uses his mental health issues to garner sympathy so then he can turn around and keep doing the same thing over and over That I do agree with. And that's what I feel. Because when you go on the radio in Chicago, you're not medicated. But then when you get on Instagram and start going on rants against Nick, Nick Cannon and Tyson, now I'm out of the sunken place, I was heavily medicated. But you just said two weeks ago you don't, you're not taking medicine. So it's just like Kanye... My, my earplugs are in. Like, I don't... Kanye... The reason my ear... Until further notice. But the reason my earplugs aren't in, per se, is because, like you said, we are the ones who research. We are the ones who read. We are the ones who vote, right? Mm -hmm. And what I don't want is for the Kanye of the world in general to be able to spread that message that they're trying to emit into the universe to the people who don't read. Who will just blindly follow them? Like we are. I'm saying we my, are, but my close to him. Oh, okay. Not to, no, just okay. To his because because it's our yeah, duty. Yeah. Because th because that's not going anywhere. No, that's why I'm so people upset. like Kanye are not going anywhere. So what? It's our job to combat that. Yeah, that that's yeah. I mean, my ear my ears are closed to him and his foolishness because at this point, it's just stupid. Right. So you mean to tell me that you don't read and you don't vote? But you have this clear understanding and everybody else is in the second place. But you, fool. Like, you just said we need to abolish the 13th Amendment. So you want us to be slaves again? Like, how dumb is that? How dumb do you sound? How Like, you just make absolutely no sense. And um, I just want to say kudos to SNL for attempting to cut him off. Yeah. Even though they did. Rock, which we but need to see it, though. you actually hear Chris Rock snickering in the background saying, oh, my God. And I was like, the next thing you know, Kanye's going to be ranting about how black comedians need to stick together or black people in the entertainment industry need to stick together. Then he put on some type of Perrier water bottle orange juice costume. Oh, my I God. I did not see done. that until this morning whenever some of my coworkers were talking about it. They didn't even know about, like, I guess the Pornhub song that, you know... Maybe that's the song that they were doing on Saturday Night Live. I didn't watch it, but they changed the costumes. Done. Perrier, hey? Yes, done. Right. So, speaking of another artist, while we're talking about um, people in the industry, guess what happened this week? What? The Carter Five finally came out. And I, that this is for all of the, the Carter 
uh, series fans. Now, I wasn't one, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that the Carter Four uh, came out in 2011, August of 2011. So it's been an extremely long time. I know we talked on the show about the litigation that they were going through to try to, you know, get um, Wayne, Lil Wayne off from under his daddy. And uh, as soon as that happened, the album released. I did listen to it just for context. And there were several songs I actually liked. Of course, I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan. So the first part of the song initially was hard for me to get through. The song is called Mona Lisa. But yeah. then whenever I got to um, Kendrick's like, part, oh my God. I liked Kendrick's part. Um, Dark Side of the Moon, even though I'm not a huge Nicki fan, I like that song. He has a song with Regine. I thought that was really sweet. It's called Famous. And then one with um, Tentacion called Don't Cry at the beginning of the album is real good. There's a song called What About Me and my favorite right now because I go through cycles where I listen to albums and my favorites might change. But there's a song called Can't Be Broken. Mm-hmm. Um, so much meaning, so much depth. And it was well written. The producer did an excellent job, so that's my favorite song thus far. But I'm just really happy that after all this time, here it is in 2018, he was able to finally release his album. Good for him. Yep, I also have other good news. So, do you know who Robert Smith is? Uh-uh. Okay, he's black. He's a man. And he is the richest black American um Alive. He just mm-hmm. made three billion more dollars after selling his cloud service to Adobe, his his cloud service company to Adobe. Vista Equity, his private equity firm, bought the cloud service sharing service. It's called Marketo or Marketo, M A R K E T O, for a mm-hmm. billion dollars in May of 2016 or so. Grew the revenue to over $100 million. And then Vista is estimated to earn $3 billion in profits over the next two years from the, the Marketo sale. Mm-hmm. So what does it do? Because if you're making that much, what does it do? And right. how can I make one? Okay? <laughs> how can you make one? Yeah, how can I make one? I, I mean, it's just three, a... I need... How much did he make? $3 billion Yeah, $3 billion. Off of the sale. I need $3 billion too. So, I mean, it's a cloud sharing service. Like the cloud, okay, like, like where all of our M- yeah, okay. our information goes. Well, I wonder if it's gonna be more secure because everybody's news. Child, did you heard about <laughs> Facebook? No, what about they my have, Facebook had a breach. My mama's account got hacked. Yeah, that happened. I have to look it up, y'all. But like, Facebook had a breach, and I can't remember like exactly how many people it was, but it was a lot. I want to talk about this. Five million. Five million users. $163 billion in fines. Yeah, my mom's account got hacked. Dang. Um, But yeah, I want to talk about this. Sorry, Mama um, B. Sorry that happened to you. In music news, I forgot to mention this. So I did listen to Lil Wayne's album. Okay. Which it was okay. Some of the songs I felt like were mixtape songs and he just made them into some of my album, but that's just my personal opinion. But I did listen to Logic's new album. Which was really good. And it I was really good. I didn't realize he was mixed. I didn't I'm biracial. He's biracial. Okay. Um, and one thing that I thought was really awesome was that Wu-Tang was on the album. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, oh my God. That was good. And also, even though he was in the same realm as Yeezus Kanye, like I, I kind of went feeling him. That was Lupe Fiasco. 
Lupe Fiasco. What I'm talking about. <laughs> he had a, a new album that came out too, and it was it's kind of like um, an album about um, the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So I'm okay, just I like, haven't listened to that, but I will. Yeah, um, I'm just like y'all gonna be out here making music that actually says something. Marsha came out with a new album too, but I have not had a chance to hear. I listened to the first couple of tracks. Um, it's called Nyla, and that's her. Yeah. that's her little girl's name, and she's supposed to be touring, um, touring again. And I'm going. Yeah, I seen her live, and it was awesome. I actually went by myself because I couldn't find anybody to go with me, which I think I'm going to end up doing again when Tori Kelly comes because mm-hmm. I want to see Tori Kelly and she Child. has a gospel album that's bomb. And you did you see? Um, I can't remember who posted this. Maybe it was Candace, but she was like, Tori Kelly is going to sweep. Yeah, she is. Gospel awards yeah, this is. next go round, and y'all are gonna be tight about it. But yeah. that child can sing, and she worked with Kurt Franklin. Yes, yeah, she did. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, so yeah, I just had to mention that in in music news. So it was a lot of a lot of music that came out this past week. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, did you hear about the 26 students in Atlanta? And they're surprised. So there were 26 students in Atlanta who thought they were getting together to take a group picture. I think they're mm-hmm. called like the Atlanta debaters or the great debaters or something like that. Oh, that's cute. But anyway, their parents were there and the parents didn't even know. They were surprised with admissions to Harvard University via the Harvard Diversity Project uh-huh. for um, for next summer. So I thought that was, the, they went nuts. I was watching the video and I went nuts. <laughs> I think I saw something about it, but busy. I didn't read it. I think I liked, and then I kept scrolling. It's so terrible. Understood. But I think that's what I did. <laughs> Understood. So, um, before we get into content, I only have one other thing to kind of segue into it. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've talked about Brett Kavanaugh, and we've talked about um, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, mm-hmm. and the hearings and everything, and how, maybe we didn't get a chance to mention this on the show, about how... There was another um, young woman who had wanted to give testimony under pain of perjury. They would not allow that to happen. They did finally make room for, on last Thursday, for Dr. Ford to give her testimony. And they prepared to vote as early as Friday morning at 930, which was so disgusting mm-hmm. to me. Um, to me, that said, we're going to vote him in anyway. Yes. Uh, we'll let you have your little day, and there's no need to hear this other woman. Because mm-hmm, they're saying it's not credible because it leaked from one. I don't know if that's the one that Stormy Daniels' lawyer leaked or got in contact with him, and then he brought it out or was in the New York Times or something. But they were saying that because of that, it wasn't it wasn't credible. And I'm like, but well, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I don't do care if a stranger anything. walked up to you on the street and told you you're if like. And and one thing about this that I think that. I really love The View. If y'all don't watch The View, The View is a good show. Yeah, you're missing out. Yes, Sunny Hostin, um, she was a federal prosecutor. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the um she's one of the um the hosts on The View and she basically was like, This is a job interview. So you mean to tell me that you're interviewing somebody for a job and these allegations come out and you you just say, Okay, don't worry about right. it. like no. You will investigate or you will ask questions about well what happened like before you make a decision about right. proceeding and i'm like sunny you better be you better be telling that it. is a good analogy it was a great analogy did you see um did you see kamala grilling him yes i did i saw a lot i saw a lot i mean just 
one thing this is this is the thing that really scares me about Brett Kavanaugh potentially being on the court is number number one he's already lied under oath because he said he didn't have he didn't get drunk he didn't do xyz and everybody that knows him you know his roommates who went to college were like no you did you get drunk exactly angry and you were angry drunk and we saw him angry sober like he was so mad he was so mad i don't want anybody with that kind of temper making those kinds of decisions that's where i was going that's that and then number uh, uh, number two and i may have more points i don't know but number two Usually, when you're someone on a on a court, a judge, or if you're going to be a Supreme Court justice, you are supposed to be nonpartisan. Correct. And for him to get up there and immediately start talking about left wing this, a plot from the Clintons. So we already know that whenever you get on there, what you gonna do? But we already knew that because look how strongly well Trump was just way too involved in. Everything leading up to all of this. But you know what? I don't... You know what? The way that Trump is behaving, he's he's going in, but not really... Not bad. And what I feel like is Trump is an idiot. And mm-hmm. Trump probably didn't know nothing about Kevin. All they gave the... Somebody handed him exactly a piece of paper and said, you need to nominate this, this uh, senator. Exactly. I mean, this judge. Um, there is an article that I read because of like Kanye, I do read. Um, and there was an article that I read... And it, <laughs> and it basically outlines like all of these people that Kavanaugh are really close with, mm-hmm. like from their early years yeah. in law school, they were being groomed yeah, yeah, to be course. these basically alt-right people in government. Right. And I, you know, like it was um, when, when Kamala was grilling him, one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that he had wrote an article and he used the term when it, when it comes to like, um, I don't want to say reparations, but like affirmative action and, you know, these civil cases that people have sued, you know, for their civil rights being violated. Mm-hmm. And he used the term racial spoils. And so then she read the definition of what a spoil is. is. And he, she was like, so what do you mean when you say that? What does that term mean to Correct. you? He would not answer it. So basically you feel like anything like civil rights protections, affirmative action, you feel like that's a racial spoil. Like we're just taking these things or getting these things solely based on our race. race, How can you sit up here and make decisions about the country when you feel that way? And, you know, and she asked him about overturning, like, um, I don't think she, she talked about Roe Roe v. Wade. Wade. She might've said Brown versus the board of education. Right. Like you could, she was like, you could, you could overturn that. Right. And he was like, yeah, but we, you would have to go through this and go through that. And she was like, that's not, I'm not asking you about the process. Right. She's like, I'm saying that if it, if it came down to a vote or a decision needed to be made, the court has the right to overturn that. Correct. No matter what precedent is set, that's something that could be done, right? Like, she was asking him these direct questions, um, and he couldn't answer. He was trying, he was evading them. He was yeah. evading or lying or beating around the bush, or he kept looking at the, um, like the leaders mm-hmm. or um, the members that, well, yeah, they're basically leaders of the Judiciary um, Committee, Committee, like the Republican side. And he kept looking at them, like trying to get them to. Well, he wanted this off. to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. And and nobody came to save him that day. No. Booker was asking him about um, same sex marriage. Mm-hmm. Would you send somebody, you know, say that somebody couldn't be here because of their race? He wouldn't say yes or no. Like 
this is the person that you want to be on the highest court in the land making decisions about everybody? Yes. I don't even, I mean, the, the allegations aside, his temperament, his his background, not just the drinking because everybody does. Everybody gets drunk in college. That's fine, but you lied about it. Why, why are you lying about it? Right. The lying and the fact that that the fact that he even would use the term racial, racial spoils, spoils. We done, bro. Right. We done. Next. Next. You out of here. You are out of here. So and, when- and I just want to really, really highlight those two women that cornered Senator Flake in the elevator. That's what I was getting ready to say. They got his ass. Did you see <laughs> he was trying so hard to match them? But like, bro, if they're holding it, it's not going she anywhere. Was like, Look at me. Right. Answer me. Like, and that's one of, that's that's the thing. That, I just commend that lady. Um Anna the Maria other, is her name. Anna Maria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anna Maria Archia. Okay. And the other um young woman who jumped in after her was uh, Maria Gallagher. Now, which one was crying? The second one, Maria. Was yeah, okay, so not Maria. Right, Anna we're Maria. talking about Anna Maria. Who she in? got in. She she wouldn't close that door. She wouldn't move back, no matter how many times. And if you guys don't know who Jeff Flake is, he's a senator from Arizona. Who um, went ahead and called for the FBI investigation? What they're having stipulations on saying it can only be one week. And right. Whatever. No, My no, thing no. is, he knows that eventually. If, if if this FBI investigation did not go on, they ass is grass. Exactly. It, because when when you hear the way those women are were going in on him, it's like you have how, daughters. That's how all women across the country should be. Right. And we should do it at the polls in November. Okay. <laughs> Don't boo. Vote. <laughs> so let's talk about um, let's talk about politics. I want to get into something specific this week. And election is coming up. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about politics and about the importance of voting and things that are going on in in the Americas and around the world since we started this show. Mm -hmm. So you know that it's a passion project of ours. Um, So I want for Courtney and I to kind of talk about the House of Representatives, um, which has 435 members Mm -hmm. um, today. And we're going to get a little specific to Charlotte Mecklenburg, but these... Some of these things are really important um, nationwide. You know what I mean? It's important for you guys to know how this thing works. Um, And then go and read the information for yourself that's necessary to your region. And then make an informed decision and to vote. So, the House of Representatives, they're the lower chamber of Congress. You know, um, we have that. We have the Senate. The House of Representatives are members elected by the people. Um, and they're hired to represent the popular will of the people, mm-hmm. which is why when they're not operating in your favor and in your best interest, you should definitely feel comfortable about calling their asses to the carpet, calling their offices, emailing them, mail, sending mail, whatever you have to do, set up a stopping rally. them okay, in the grocery store. It doesn't matter. We That's all right. We here at this time. That's right. Um, these people are referred when you hear people say congresswoman or congressman. These are the people they're referring to. They serve two term two terms, and they represent specific districts. Mm-hmm. Um, people elected to the House introduce bills. They offer amendments. They introduce resolutions. Um, they serve on committees, etc. Mm-hmm. All on our behalf. And the number of reps per state is based on population. Mm-hmm. 
each district, because you know we're broken down into districts, each district gets one representative. And so, for instance, like Charlotte-Mecklenburg, um, I can't remember what Charlotte's population is now or was the last time since this was taken, but Charlotte has two congressional districts. Mm -hmm. That's District 9 and District 13. And so today, we're going to talk about the people who are in those two districts. I think there are three in District 9, two in District 12. Um, the three in District 9 are Mark Harris, who's the Republican nominee, mm -hmm. um, Dan McCready, who is the Democratic nominee, uh, and Jeff Scott, who is the Libertarian nominee, and then... In District 12, they just have Paul Wright, who's the Republican nominee, and Alma Adams, who is the incumbent Democratic Yeah, she's been nominee. there. A couple years. Couple 2014, years. I think, is might have been for her first time. Forgive me if I'm wrong. But just kind of want to do a rundown. I don't know if, if you want to jump into it, B, or if you kind of want me to take the lead on this one. Um, but want to talk to you about whether, you know, which side they're on, um, you know, whether they were North Carolina born and then kind of where they stand on some of the issues. No, go ahead, jump into it. Cool, cool. So for District 9, like I said, we have Mark Harris. And, of course, after we're done, you guys, truly, this is important, definitely go to their websites, go to their prospective websites, have these conversations with your family members, um, with, with your coworkers that you trust to have those kinds of conversations with people in your community. Like this is important and find out exactly where they stand because we just have a show that's like an hour and a half long. We don't, you know, we can't go into depth as much as we would like, but Mark Harris is the Republican nominee. Um, he's a former pastor. He used to pastor at first Baptist church. He was born in North Carolina and he, he ran for Senate before in 14, 2014 and 16, mm -hmm. Obviously, he didn't win. Um, he resigned from the church this past year and then won the primary for 2018. So he's still in the running. He's a husband, a father, and a grandfather. Yeah, he um, went to App State. He did. He went to he went to a public university here in North Carolina. Um, and so I'm doing my job here, guys. <laughs> okay, I just want to say that. You like I don't want to hear about it, but it's people that do. Right. Um. On both sides, I want everybody to know I'm just responsible for telling you what these people said and what they stand for. And I hope that it doesn't sound biased because I really do want to give you the information that you need. And I want you to make a decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but one of the things that he's been quoted as saying is, is it the healthiest pursuit of women to prioritize their careers and independence over their biblical core calling? Yeah, it is. I mean, I... I that's what I think, but I'm just telling you what he said. What do you mean my biblical core calling? You don't know what my biblical core calling is. My biblical core calling could be to use my profession to heal or to reach people Correct. that otherwise I wouldn't be able to. So how could I do that without my career? Sir, sit down. Sure. Sit so, down. So as it pertains to some of his political views um, with regards to abortion, he opposes Roe v. Wade, which prohibits bans on abortions. Um, as far as federal budget is concerned, uh, he said that he would support a balanced budget amendment, which is specific, right? Because it requires that a state not go over like their, um, their income, like their current income. Mm -hmm. So, um, as it pertains to healthcare, <laughs> 
He's not a fan of the Affordable Care Act uh, because it makes it more costly for businesses. And with regards to social issues, he supported the North Carolina Amendment 1, which banned same-sex marriages in 2012. Um, of course he did. That's until they found it unconstitutional. Um, and even then, he I, I can't remember. I do remember him saying something, but it was something to the effect of, like, and I'm paraphrasing, guys, so forgive me, but basically, like, this is the worst thing that could have happened, like, Okay, I'm but just we're under, just giving the facts go today. Ahead. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm gonna just let okay. you finish. <laughs> he also campaigned for um, the the Public Facilities uh, Privacy and Security Act, which is also known as the Bathroom Bill. Mm-hmm. So that's where Mark Harris stands on his issues. Um, if you want to go to his website to find out more about him, you can either Google him. Or his website is markharrisforcongress.com. I wonder what how what he feels about education and um, schools. Because one thing that really drives me nuts about politics is that people get so upset about who getting married and who going in the bathroom and who having an abortion. Worry about these schools and right. these kids. Right. Worry about these teachers who can't afford to take care of themselves. I don't give a damn... Who marrying who? I'm worried about why Shanika and Tay Tay ain't got no supplies at school. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Worry about that, sir. Maybe you should run for Congress. I should not run for Congress. Okay. I'm just, I'm just putting, I'm just making a suggestion. I'm passionate about people, not politics. But if you're passionate about the people, then you might be able to represent them. I'm passionate about black people. No. <laughs> and and, and, and our nothing. allies and those who love us and those who love me that are non-black as well. Right. But given the fact that we are, um, you know, here in a system that wasn't built for us, I feel like it is my duty to help those that are less fortunate and may not be as well versed in these issues, which are more than likely and mostly people of color. Correct. Be it black, brown, whatever. Right. So that's what I meant by that. Y'all don't don't crucify me. Okay, because they're gonna drag you <laughs> on the hands. internet again she for another week. She got them hands. Okay, go ahead. Fast. <laughs> um, so okay, District Nine's Democratic nominee is Dan McCready. Um, and Dan is a Marine Corps veteran. Mm-hmm. Young, relatively young guy. Um, he was also born in North Carolina. Um, and. I think it's worth noting because this is the Culture Shock podcast. This is a black show um, that he is not black, but he is backed by the Black Political Caucus of Charlotte Mecklenburg. So That's good to know, though. Yeah. So um, still do your research, but I just thought that that was worth noting. He is a husband and a father, um, and as far as his political positions, um, he's about defend. He's he weighed heavily on the defense of women's rights. Uh, with regards to sexual assault and choice. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of his passion projects is air and water conservation. He's a solar energy entrepreneur. We need that because Duke Energy is full of shit. Right. <laughs> full of shit. That's a whole conversation full for of a shit. whole another day. Yes. Um, and he's also pageant Pageant. He is pageant. Okay? okay. I'm pageant about my life. <laughs> I am pageant about my culture. <laughs> I said Lupe Fiasco. I mean, what's wrong with us? 
See, this is what happens when you take a break, okay? This is what happens. I you promise. can't get your words together. We'll be better next week, I promise. <laughs> um, but he is passionate yes. about the defense of the indigenous. So That's good. I really hadn't heard many politicians. You know Molly, what? They popping mollies. <laughs> they selling mollies. They politicians. That you know what? The next time I hear somebody say, "Oh yeah, they sell mollies," I'm like, "Oh, they a politician." <laughs> Girl, you done came up with a new Urban Dictionary word. How do we you got enter me it? sweating? I don't know. How do we enter no Urban? You know dictionary? what? I'm sure there's some place to yeah, go. Yeah, a politician. That's a good one. That I can hear. That. I mean, I can see that being in like a Gucci Mane song or something. You know what? Molly Molly Somebody get Gucci on the phone. Yeah, girl. You just you just did one for the culture. There you go, boom. <laughs> Although we don't want to support the girl culture, but oh, it no, is no. what it is. Indeed. Right. <laughs> so uh the defense of the, the indigenous. Uh and his website is Dan McCreary. I'm McCready. I'm gonna spell his name for you. That's D-A-N, obviously. And then M C C R E A D Y dot com for more details on his stance, his on political views. And he's he's trying to we're trying to get the house back blue so we can have some sort of control because right, right now we don't have any. Right. Um, I just hope that the candidates that we do have that are running as Democrats, it's not even about being a Democrat. I right, just, it really isn't. I just want whoever it is to really be about the people and to be progressive and like, I don't want to say an extremist, but be progressive and radical in your ideas you've really got to be on the right side of history in order for me to want to vote for you. yes truly radical for people not for your supremacy right or your idea of of supremacy your perceived supremacy because it's really not a thing like it's it's made up so that's right um i know when people say the word radical they tend to there's fear associated with the word radical and i don't understand why shouldn't you be a radical for your beliefs and and for people yes so and for the movement i just want the democrats that are i'm just gonna say it that are going to win in north carolina or even if it's someone that's a liberal um or independent i want them to be radical in their beliefs for positive change correct i want them to be just as radical as the fools on the other side right because as i said on our live i feel like they hype us up and say oh yeah i'm this and i'm that and i'm gonna and then they get in there and they slowly creep back to who they really are and their roots correct and i don't want that i would rather vote for someone who ain't never who's independent i'd rather vote for a bernie sanders type I was just getting get out of my head. I was about to say whoever I vote for needs to be as passionate about people as Bernie Sanders is. About people, all people. Right. All colors, all ages, all income brackets. Even the ones that are undocumented. Correct. I want you to be passionate about people. Not to say that you don't want to enforce the rules, Mm -hmm. but care about the people right okay yeah you you got to get deported because you not you fail but i'm not gonna lock you up in no cage and separate you from your children to do it right or you know like one thing that i I want them to do like is to put these people on some type of time yeah like a probation basically you you you, you gotta allow people the room to at least make it here that's what your your grandparents were able to do so right you guys get liberties that these people don't. 
I don't understand. No, I thought it was justice and liberty for all. Put him, put him on some type of probationary period, some type of time. Okay, you, we found out that you know you're undocumented. You don't have, you haven't applied for citizenship. You got this amount of time. Mm-hmm. You got to check in every old so often. Where you at in the process? Blah blah blah. blah. Get your together so you can start paying these taxes like the rest of us, right. and then we're good. Right. But just to be like. Bye. Like, you know, no. Like, because you, you worrying about the money and the country doesn't, you know, we're in debt. Let these people pay these taxes. I agree. Come on now. That that makes pretty pretty good sense, right? To me. Let me calm down. So we got one more for District 9 here in Mecklenburg, Charlotte-Mecklenburg County. Uh, and that is Jeff Scott. He is actually the Libertarian um, nominee. He is not a North Carolina native. Was born in California in the Bay, Bay Area. Um, but he did move here in 2011. So, what's that? He's been here seven years. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Um, he's a widower and a father. Aww. And he has uh, made his career out of financial marketing. And he's been a banking professional all his life. So, kind of understand. Mm-hmm. He uh, knows about money. I understand why he moved here. Because Charlotte and the money, banks. Money, 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 money. Definitely. She said before we started this show, she said she wasn't doing that today. She I said I wasn't gonna get her today what? doing music. Listen, my blood. I know. I can't help it, child. Can't help it. So Jeff Scott's slogan is peace, prosperity, and privacy. Um, I've watched a couple videos where he discussed like the the these pinpoints and explained like exactly what he means. Um, and I'm sure you can do the same thing by going to his website, but his political positions um, are centered around anti-war. He he claims to be the only anti-war, anti-corruption, and anti-surveillance candidate on the ballot this year. Um, he believes that America should leave the Korea Peninsula to Koreans and withdraw from Afghanistan, which I've heard plenty of um, people say that before. He believes in fairness in business and competition. He believes in applying federal insider trading laws to prevent self-dealing by, like, members of Congress, their staff, their former staff. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. He um, believes in harsh penalties for the misuse of private information. This was one of my favorites. I agree um, with that, too. Tax and otherwise. He advocates for the end of, like, the targeted secret surveillance of immigration reform groups, um, environmental protection groups, religious groups, and of African Americans. And we know all of those groups and plenty of others get bullied Yeah, because they are being surveillance. Then it doesn't even have to be anything major, but if it goes against, you know, whatever's going to benefit people in politics or the rich, mm-hmm. then they start bullying the groups who are advocates for the people. Yeah. So um, they they know like we are the majority. They don't want us to get someone that's gonna actually allow us to be in power and to to determine what goes on with our lives. Which really and truly, we really do have control if you think about it. If absolutely. we all just did what we needed to do to get the right people in there, and then if they're not in there, get them out. out. I just talked to my mom about this on the way home earlier today, and I was dis- we were discussing it with regards to like being women. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining, like, there are more, not saying that I need a government full of women, but I'm just saying, like, this was a specific conversation centered around women's right to choose and things like that. And I said, there are way more women than men. Yeah. 
And if women, because I use the example of how, like, the white women made the majority vote and on how Trump got into office. Yeah, they did. If women stuck together, right, on women's issues, and, and we said, oh, no, 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 I'm not allowing a group of middle-aged to old white men to make decisions about our bodies, and we started infiltrating government, and I mean that in the most positive way, running for office, you know, talking about issues that affect women, and then voting for one another based on those issues. We would be in offices. We would be the majority in government if we did that. We're the majority here. But you you have those, like, Yes, I know. Like I the, know where you're the, going. The gentleman that you just spoke about that said, you know, why would a woman put her career? Exactly. Well, why are you putting your career over? Correct. But then there are women who I don't know if it's because they want to believe that or like we're con. I told this is what I did say that a lot of people are conditioned and that a couple generations from now, I really don't feel like it's going to be that way because Mm -hmm. little girls are different than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. You know, we are our grandmother's granddaughters, but we are not our grandmothers. Girl, no. And that's no disrespect. Honor to our grandmothers, but we are not them. But I I just think about some of the stories and things that I've heard. And I'm just like... I would never... Yeah, my grandmother. Right. Like, you know, so... But we were able to build on that. That's why I say respect to that. because of what they went Went through. Why we can say, I I ain't dealing with that. And we're not... This is what we're not going to do. Right. But yeah, like if women could support women in all things like just support each other even if i gotta support you and it'd be like behind closed doors girl look you you that's not that's not right like Mm -hmm. we gotta fix it we gotta fix this because you represent me that's right that's that's what we're supposed to do like i'm so over all of the fake women's empowerment pay three hundred dollars and come sit here no right that is not that's not helping. Helping is when somebody asks you for help or they humble themselves and ask you something. You give them legit information or they need you. You're there for them. Or if they have a question about something, you you may be like, well, I don't know the answer, but my homegirl or my homeboy do X, Y, Z. Let me call them and ask them to get you this answer. That's what we need to do. That's right. That's what we need to do. And we because just like Roy Moore down in was it Alabama, mm-hmm. black women said no. Black women say, no, we not having you up in office molesting everybody's kids. Goodbye. That's what we need to do at all times. A victory. Just like the the Anna Maria did at like she did with Senator Flake. Yep. This is not what we're going to do. You're going you're to gonna, listen to us. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna hear me. Yes. I'm, don't make me get hyped, because I will get hyped, okay? Where is the application to city council? Okay, see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Passionate people. Girl, passionate. They don't want me up in there because I'm gonna be like, order, order, or gag, order. You Court- gotta order. Courtney, we we just we just started. We just, <laughs> no, but um, I want to give you guys the website for Jeff Scott. Um, that is pmec. That's p m e c k dot org slash Jeff dash Scott. Okay. 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 All right. So, can we move? Twelve. Okay, we're moving on to District Twelve. Yeah, this where I'm at. Right. These (laughs) your these your people. These my people over there. Uh Okay. Um. So, 
The Republican nominee for District 12 is Paul Wright. He is a former judge, a former DA. He's also a product of North Carolina Public Universities. Um, he ran for governor, I believe, in 2012 uh, for the 4th District, did not win. I did say he was born in NC, right? Probably. Yes. And see, I went to the primary debate, and Homeboy was not there. He wasn't there? No, Homeboy did not show up. He It was a, it was several people there, and Homeboy was not one of them. Ooh. He didn't show up. And there were other Republicans running, too. But one, listen, next time that we have elections, um, like local elections, because of course everybody's going to watch for 2020, but y'all, next next time in two more years, when they when it's time for um, uh, Congress elections, and even when we had the Senate um, elections and all that, please go to these debates because they are so good. This is like reality TV. It is when I so listen, good. I seen fights almost break out. People was booing the candidates. Right. The candidates was about to fight. Like it was. I'm telling you, it was like a reality show. It was, but you got to see them in the flesh and see how they react in those situations. Yeah, because so, that's important. It is very Just like important. the situation I was talking about with Brett Kavanaugh, it's really good to see how people respond to stressors. It was important, and I I went to like two of the primary debates, and Mr. Wright wasn't that neither one. Okay, Mr. Wright said things I don't have time for. Right. This. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Wright was nowhere to be found. Well, okay? let me tell you what uh, what Paul Wright believes in. So, as it pertains to his political positions, um, he believes in the right to bear arms. Uh, he okay. We have an amendment. We it's in the constitution. Why do they say that? I don't. It's in the con- okay. Yes, we because know. it. You know why? Um, he is okay. You, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, Paul Wright. Yeah, Paul Wright. So. <laughs> Courtney, we're supposed to I'm be sorry, allowing Courtney. people to make their own decision. No, I'm making a decision for y'all. You, <laughs> you better vote for the next lady she's she going to talk about. Okay. Um, he believes in the enforcing of immigration laws, the ones that we already have in play. Um, he's known for saying things like America first. Um, and he believes that immigration is... Is what? This is why... This is why... I said in the beginning, I, I definitely want to make sure that you guys are aware that we're just giving you like information that's already out there that you can literally go find for yourself. Um, but that immigrants are a war against um, American citizens, basically. <laughs> yeah, tell that to the American uh, Indians, boo boo. Right. Tell that to them. He is pro life, um, not pro choice. And he would like to reverse same the same sex marriage decision. He ain't gonna so, win. This is Charlotte, bruh. Right for uscongress.com. That's for District 12. And then the Democratic nominee for District 12, like I said previously, she is um, the incumbent nominee. She's been in since 2014. Her name is Alma. Adams. Yes, Ms. Adams. She's North Carolina born. Um, she's a, she actually used to live in Greensboro. She is a mother. She's a former administrator and former art professor. Uh, I remember when Miss Adams used to be on the city uh, school board. Mm-hmm. She was a, a member of the school board in Guilford County. 
Um, as it pertains to her political views and positions, she supports women's reproductive rights. Um, she has a passion for funding for public schools, which is understandable because she used to work for the school system. Um, she believes in quality and affordable care for all, health care mm-hmm. for all, uh, protecting seniors, which the libertarian candidate also um, from District 9 spoke heavily about that. Um, strengthening the middle class, reducing poverty and equal rights. Alma Adams' website is Alma, that's A-L-M-A, Adams, A-D-A-M-S, for Congress.com. And she was getting people together. This one little young guy was trying to read her. And she was, listen, auntie was not having it, and the crowd wasn't either. (laughs) Say they weren't. They, listen, and we was in a church, too. Oh, no, it wasn't going down. It was not going down. She... Mother had on her hat. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. <laughs> she had on that church. Oh yeah, Miss Adams is known for those hats. Now that's like her signature thing. She had that hat on, and I think she's the only. When I looked up the members of the well, the representative, she's the only black person. Period. Yeah, she is the only man woman. or woman. Yeah, and there are only three Democrats. Everyone else is Republicans. Right. And just I just wanted to reiterate this: the reason why these types of um, elections are so important, even more so sometimes than the um, the larger ones. Is um, back in 2017, the Supreme Court, and and this goes back to why people like Brett Kavanaugh don't need to be on the Supreme Court. Anyway, the Supreme Court of the United States um, basically um, upheld a federal district court decision that um, finding that the 28 state legislative districts had tried to illegally gerrymander the districts, um, you know, based on race to prevent minorities from um, voting, basically, and um, obtaining more representatives. So they struck that down because they were going to restructure everything so the areas that had a high black population would basically, like, be split up and would allow people who don't look like us to get more votes and to win and to keep us basically in the palm of their hand. So this is why these local elections matter. They're the same ones who got the bathroom bill going and all of that foolishness. Like, this is why we need to vote on November the 6th, which is a Tuesday. 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 And one thing that I also want to make sure that we all know is that the, um, the voter registration deadline to mail in your um, registration cards is on October the 12th. Correct. So after that, you're done. And then you can register. I don't know when um, early voting will allow you to start registering, but I know that ends um, on November the 3rd. And then you cannot vote until um, the day of. Early voting starts on Wednesday, October the 7th at 7 a.m. And it ends Saturday on November the 3rd. So I'm guessing you can register the same day um, starting October the 17th. Um, Right. October 17th, not 7th. Yeah, October 17th. Correct. Um, so you guys gotta make sure that you go out and vote. Right. Look up your we we can't do we can't do everybody's districts, obviously, because it's just too many. Right, right, right. But Google is your friend. Google your district, 
Google who's running for you. And also there are other people that are running too, like, um, you know, different um, committees, like the soil and, and water conservation mm-hmm. committee and all those types of and things. And we're definitely going to talk about that on the show at leading up to the weeks, uh, leading up to voting. So there, there are so many people to kind of sift through and see what um, side of the aisle they're on so you can make the best decision. Yep. Like, and, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and if you are unsure about where to go, just Google, um, you know, elections in your county. That's it. And the website for those government agencies will come up and tell you, you know, who's running and, you know, what they've done before. And, I mean, all that kind of stuff. You can't be like Kanye West kids. You have to read. <laughs> you have to figure this shit out, okay? you can't read, get somebody to read it for you. Okay, get hooked get, on Get somebody to read it to you that you trust. Something. Like they did in life. You, you see how they had Martin reading letters? Get somebody that can read you the letter. I thought that was uh, Eddie Murphy that was reading the letters. No. No, it was, it Martin. was Martin. It was Martin because he was uh, Claude. Yeah, Claude. <laughs> like discussing credit, politics can be really scary, but when people of color take onus, you know, over their leadership, how government is run, etc., they become more powerful, and I want you guys to be as powerful as possible, and I can't be powerful without you, so let's get this together. Like Courtney said, the general election goes down on Tuesday, November the 6th. You cannot forget that date. It's so important. It's more important than Thanksgiving, more important than Christmas, and I don't even want to think about Black History Month until we get through November the 6th. Right. Polling locations will be open from 6.30 a.m. until 7 p.m. You know what? A lot of um, places of employment allow two hours mm-hmm. during your work day. And some, some places don't advertise it, but a lot of them do, and you guys just don't take advantage. So ask your boss if there is an allotment for an hour or two to go stand in line and vote. If you can't um, get it done early in the morning at 6.30 or go stand in Like, if you're in line at 7.30, they have to let you vote. Yeah. Just make sure that you're in line. Um, so check and see if you have the two hours, if you can't make it before or after your shift. All right, um, November 6th, October 17th, November 6th, make it happen. Woo-woo. So, that was good, B. Thanks. Thank you for being so informative. You know, I try to remain knowledgeable. Um, I want to talk a little bit, as usual, about what inspired you okay. this week. Um, I was my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing, um, that inspired me, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let you talk about what inspired you because I think we have sort of the same thing. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just roll with it. Okay. But, um, um, one thing that really inspired me was, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you guys. Yeah. And it's so funny because none of the podcasts that I listen to, except maybe two other ones than ours, no, three other ones than ours are like black. Okay. The rest of them are just what, whoever, whatever. Right. Um, and there's this one really good podcast um, that I listen to, and it's called How I Built This. And so each episode, they basically do a show about this person who has amassed wealth or power or have, you know, in business or whatever. And they basically just talk to them about how they built whatever it is that they built. So I was listening to that this weekend because as I said, I was busy. And the first one that I listened to this week was, um, 
about Bobby Brown, um, who owns Bobby Brown Cosmetics, and she yes. just talks about how she got started. And I mean, it's just so interesting to hear these people tell these stories because they just make it seem so like, yeah, this is what happened, like, like nothing. So um, that kind of led me into where my inspiration is. So of course, once I started, I started going down like the rabbit hole. Of course, I got this to another one. So I started listening to the next one, and it was about the the man who founded Lululemon. Mm-hmm. And he basically talked about how whenever he has an idea, whether it be business or he's stuck on a decision, he plays this numbers game in his head. So um, he was talking about how he actually started off making these baggy like surf pants um that's how he got started and ended up doing um more of the yoga type clothes because he um went to um a yoga class he says that he was reading about yoga and heard somebody talking about it and so he was like okay if i hear this three times i'm gonna go to yoga class so within he said maybe like a week or so he either saw another article about yoga he saw a post about it, and then he overheard somebody in the coffee shop just talking about yoga, so he decided to go, and now his company is worth billions of dollars right. from designing these yoga pants. So, me being me, I be trying to try God or whatever, like, because I be thinking I know everything. Right. So, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this number thing or whatever, because there are some things that I want to do or that I am doing that I feel like... I need to, like, push myself even harder. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm going to play this numbers game like this man did because, you know, just whatever. So if I see my birthday three times within the next 24 hours, I'm going to just do this thing. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I saw that? Five times. Are you serious? <laughs> Five times. So it's God like, okay, you want to play with me? I'm going to show you. you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that just gave me like inspiration because when you get centered and you focus in on you and what you should be doing, the universe is going to line up. Every time. Every, Every single time. time so, without failure. That was my inspiration this week. What about you? Okay, so my my inspiration my inspiration actually happened at um a vibe called Fresh yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned Luana Mayfield earlier in the episode. But she was out there and she was a part of the panel and she was just giving tips and they were talking about gentrification. And when it was over, like her time was over, but she kept grabbing the mic because she had so many gems to drop. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really stuck to my ribs was at the very end, she said, listen, don't let quick money rob us of our heritage. And then that was a, center, a conversation centered around not being the weak link. And I, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, trying to have these conversations about politics, trying to have these conversations about homes and and things of that nature, you and I. Um, But it kind of stemmed from that, like, don't be the weak link. Don't be the person in your community who's selling off our collective heritage. And so that really, like, I mean, it slapped me, like, don't let quick money rob us of our heritage like what belongs to us if we could just have a little patience do a little research know what we're doing before we move listen say that say that last part that you just said before know what we do before we move what was that word what what was that what you just said do your what research do your googles don't be coming to me asking me stuff that's googleable right and the words of our dear Fredro star 
Do your Google, Do your nigga. Googles. <laughs> Do your Googles. So I was really inspired by that. And I look now now I'm I've been here for a year and now I'm starting to feel like I'm a part of the community. And so I'm going to do my best in the 2019 year to plant myself or really plant my roots. I love Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and I feel like Charlotte loves me. <laughs> truly, truly. Charlotte. So um, just that, just I was really inspired by knowing that there's somebody on my council who speaks that way, thinks that way, and that I'm surrounded by people who kind of follow that as a mantra. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Gotcha. Um, good word for the good people. I know you got one. Yeah, my good word for the good people is find the most exciting, scary, courageous, outlandish thing that you could think of that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And just go do the hell out of yes, it. Yes, I've done that already. Just go do the hell out of it. I don't care if you don't even know what you're doing. Conquer it. Figure it out mm-hmm. as you go. Figure it out as you go. There are no wrong decisions. There are no wrong decisions. Because at the end of the day, you are going to learn a lesson out of that decision. That's right. Even if it's the best thing for you, it's, it may be hard. It may not be as picture perfect as you think it's going to be, but just do it and challenge yourself to do it to the best of your ability. If you don't know something, ask somebody, Google it, call, figure it. Don't take no for an answer. There have been so many times where people have told me no. And now I kind of take it as a game. Like, okay, you're going to tell me no. Right. I'm just going to find somebody else to do this. Because there's thing. always a way. There is always a way. I'm going to find somebody to do what you told me that you couldn't do right. or that I couldn't do. Like I had someone, um, I've just never had any, like, it kills me when you have, have you ever had an experience when you feel like somebody is trying to not take your money? Yes, like I'm I have. to pay you to do a thing and you are doing everything in your power to not take my money because in your mind, you are looking at me and you think that I don't know what I'm talking about right. or I don't know what I want. Right. And I'm like, okay, well then I'll just go give somebody else my coins right. that's going to listen to me. So do the thing and do not take no for an answer. I love Figure it. it out. That's I, not good work for people. I love it. What's yours? Um, so that was good, B, actually. Uh, my good word for the good people is execute. And it's something that it's transferable from like several conversations that I've had over the last few days or several things that I saw. Um, you know, I talked about how Will Smith turned 50 and how he, you know, went bungee jumping out of that plane and how I know that was a terrifying experience, but he committed. And then it's so funny cause that's the word that was sticking with me anyway. And then when he did his video, that's what he said, like just commit. Um, and, and that committing is, it's tough, but Ooh. once you do that, like I, I liken it to, um, I've been skydiving, before it's terrifying right but once you commit and you jump it's amazing like it's there are no words to aptly describe what it feels like Like I can use all the words that I know and you still won't understand how amazing it feels unless you ever do it for yeah, yourself I don't, I don't, I'm gonna just live through you understood vicarious <laughs> is fine um but then execute is something that like kept coming up whenever we were um at God is dope this weekend and then it's stuff that I kept hearing yesterday after I got back to Charlotte and I was at a vibe called fresh uh 
And then just today when I was trying to encourage like a couple people in my life, execute just kept coming up. It's like you you have the talent, you have the knowledge, you have the will. Just execute. You know the people, your network, your net is wide enough. Just go forth without fear and execute. Um, and a part of that was the young lady that I was telling you that I met named Candace mm-hmm. this weekend. Um, she was also saying, like, listen to your inner self. It'll never steal you wrong. That's all a part of execution. Like, hear your inner being. Take your talent. Take your material, whatever your material is, whether you're a comedian or whether you sew or, you know, whatever that thing is that you have and just execute and I promise you, like you will flourish. But that's where most people get stuck. Yep. They they don't they don't execute. And I was talking to someone this weekend, and doing your thing, especially from scratch, mm-hmm. it is not easy. No, it's not. And you have because you don't know. To, you feel like you might not be doing it right. No. But if you're doing it, you are doing, you're doing it right. It right. And you. And this is my thing. And this is what I've learned over this past year is that you do not know who is watching. Right. You don't know who is watching you or what they're thinking. Somebody from Chicago said they heard about our show. How? You don't know who's watching you. So that's why you have to just do the thing. Just do the thing because either you're going to commit to it and succeed Mm -hmm. or you're going to commit to it and learn something. That's right. That's all you're going to do. Right. You want to succeed or learn. A lot of times you'll see people with successful businesses and you're like, oh man, you know, what did you do? And they give you all these steps. And then you find out that they had a business or two businesses before this one that weren't as successful. And they had to learn and regroup and come back and do this. And now they're making millions or billions of dollars sometimes. And that's, but when you think about it, anybody who is highly successful, Mm -hmm. they're never just doing that one thing. Right. Once they figure out that formula, and get rid of that fear, they do whatever, anything. Yeah, let's do it. Right. That's how you got to be. Like, don't be afraid to learn. Because I don't even want to say fail. Because I've, you know how many businesses I done tried to start? And with how many people? And it just was like, but I learned how to register a business. Facts. I learned who to talk to to open an account. I learned how to get my sales and use tax. From each of those things to get me to where I, you know what I mean? Like, you... You build upon each lesson. True. That you think is a failure. It's really not. It's really not. So. That's a word. Y'all just got to keep going. Just keep going, y'all. Facts. We believe in you and we hope that you believe in us. Obviously, you do because you keep coming back to listen. Um, So, something I don't want you guys to forget. We've tried to drive this home. Um, Election day is November the 6th. Find your poll site. If you don't know where it is, you can go to USA.gov. I mean, they got a link that literally says, like, polling sites. You can also go to whenweallvote.org in order to register and to find um, polling sites. And my call to action for you guys this week is just to prepare to vote, spark the conversations about voting, and then Mm -hmm. execute. Good for you. That was good. No problem. Anything else you don't want the people to forget? No. Just make sure you vote because if I see you talking mess and you want them Kanye Negroes, block. Blocking. Would, would you be embarrassed? Would you be embarrassed if you found out that people would find out whether or not you voted? If the answer is yes, then you better go vote because people, I don't know if you know this, but you can look up whether or not people voted. I can't see 
who you voted for, but I can see the last time you voted. So just be aware that that's a thing. Um, you know, you guys can always hit us up on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're the Culture Shock Podcast. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can always email us at blackcultureshockpodcast.com. I mean, at gmail.com. I'm tripping. <laughs> Black Culture Shock Podcast at gmail.com. Any last words, B? Mm-mm. Take your ass to the polls. I got last words. What? Kanye don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney <laughs> This is the Culture Shock Podcast. Yeah. As usual, we out. Oh, I was early. It's okay. Girl, my bedtime coming up. Uh-huh. I done passed my I'm going to have to pull it off. <laughs>